0: You're listening to Lucy Killaway's podcast from the Financial Times. When financial markets are crumbling and banks are crashing, the natural response of people in positions of authority is to talk rot. Two weeks ago, Bear Stearns adamantly denied it faced a liquidity crisis. The next minute, it was being bailed out by J.P. Morgan. Meanwhile, politicians and central bankers were tying themselves in verbal knots trying to reassure... Hank Paulson heroically came up with a new noun, a down climb, in order to avoid saying the word recession. This sort of talk is, of course, rot, but it's understandable rot. The point is to shore up confidence. The same can't be said for other sorts of business rot. Inspired by Mr Paulson, I have been hard at work compiling a rot analysis of business talk, looking at phrases that mean just the opposite of what they pretend to mean. These phrases, I've found, fall neatly into seven different categories of rot. Some good, some bad, but nearly all ugly. The first category is useful rot. Shoring up markets rot falls into this group. It doesn't always work, as the bear stance management found, but it's worth a go. Useful rot is also deployed when big people are sacked from big jobs. Last week I came across the following rot-rich announcement from a leading UK institution. It is with regret I announce that Mr X is leaving Institution Y by mutual agreement at the end of April. Mr X has been an outstanding colleague who has contributed much to the organisation. I'm sure you will join me in wishing him all the best for the future. There are four rotten sections in this peach of an announcement. It is with regret means it is with relief. By mutual agreement means we fired him, but have agreed that neither of us will talk to the press. Mr X has been an outstanding colleague, means anything but. Indeed, the greater the protestations about the departing person's marvellousness, the greater the joy to be seeing the back of them. I know you will join me in, means I don't care what you actually think, but I'm the boss around here and I'm telling you what the public line is. There is a lot of rot here, but it's good rot. We know these are lies, but the formula saves on legal costs and makes the dismissal less brutal. People who have been fired don't need the extra indignity of a savage farewell. A second category of good rot is polite rot. The English language is full of this, and very nice it is too. I will bear that in mind, is a polite way of saying. I'm going to ignore that altogether. To ask, what was the thinking behind that? Is nicer than... Were you on drugs when you came up with such a hare-brained idea? There are many other examples of polite rot. Up to a point means not at all, and I hear what you say means I disagree. And in resignation letters, I'm going to miss working with so many talented people means I can't wait to get out of here. There is only one problem with polite rot. It discriminates against foreigners who take it literally. The third category is insincere rot. This goes a few steps beyond polite rot and jars. With respect, insults, because the lack of respect in what follows slaps one mercilessly around the face. Emails from strangers signed warmest personal regards, jar too, as the regards are neither warm nor personal and make the overall effect somewhat chilling. Insincere rot is also to be found in a rejection letter. We wish you every success with your future career compounds the sting of the rejection by implying that the company never wants you to darken its doorstep ever again. Still worse is rot that creates false expectations. I'll get back to you on that means I want to forget all about it. I'm going to say a few words means I'm going to say a great many. Similarly, don't worry, I'm not going to give a speech means... I am going to give a speech, but I haven't prepared it properly. Next comes misleading rot. Companies rely on this sort of rot when announcing results. The two most telling words here are challenge, which means insurmountable obstacle, and consolidation, as in 2008 will be a year of consolidation, which means we're going to do badly next year. Most shareholders understand this code, but it might be better if companies told it straight. Moving further down the scale of offence comes rot that inspires cynicism. This is the most popular and most corrosive form of corporate rot. There is no end to it. Our people are our most valuable asset. Your call is important to us. The customer is king. These mean we are saying this because we like the sound of it. Worst is we are sorry for any inconvenience caused when spoken by a machine. Finally, and most dangerously, is rot that stacks up problems for the future. I frequently get caught out by let's have lunch, which I sometimes say to people only to find that they don't know this means let's not have lunch, and they've whipped out their diaries to make a date. A more serious example of this rot comes in employee appraisals. You tell underperforming underlings rot because it's easier. Then you're done for. You say they've been satisfactory... And when you subsequently fire them, you're surprised that their lawyers don't seem to understand that satisfactory means unsatisfactory. Thank you for listening. To read Lucy Kellaway's columns online, please visit www.ft.com forward slash Kellaway. Upwork has the world's largest network of independent professionals. Let me just close this real quick. So if you need a back-end developer, a UI designer, or a project manager for six days or six months, Upwork is how. Hey, I have this room booked at noon. I'm just wrapping up here. Upwork professionals have the flexibility and capability to work from anywhere. Yeah, it's 1201. It's all yours. Which is nice if you're already low on conference rooms. Plus, they're proven, rated, and reviewed. When you need in-demand talent on demand, Upwork is how.